Hi, I'm Fallon. This is the Heartbroken Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, taking the time out of your day. I don't know if you're on a walk or what you're doing, but I genuinely appreciate it. The Heartbroken Podcast started like close to three years ago now when people were, I guess because I work in radio, people kept reaching out to me for advice on relationships that I just felt very unqualified for that with failed you know, relationships in my past. And also I'm not a therapist. So I thought, you know what? Obviously there, everyone experiences heartbreak. So I'm gonna start a podcast called Heartbroken and it's gonna be people telling their stories. It's not me giving advice. It's just a space for people to share their stories. And I, I really hope that the podcast has helped in a little bit. I, I've had like a lot of messages lately with really kind direct messages saying, hey, I wish I had this growing up this podcast because it's been great listening to now and it makes me you know reevaluate some previous relationships and things and I have so many great upcoming episodes I'm really excited for you to hear this week I'm excited because Georgie joins me and I you know we talked off the air I said oh I love hearing a little southern twang to your voice um so and <laughs> I get think because I have a little southern twang but not nearly as much as Georgie but this is Georgie's story so I'll let her share what we'll hear today Georgie joins me today on the Heartbroken Podcast. First of all, I told Georgie that I love her name because it's unique and strong, and I love a good, unique, strong name. Um, but I wanted to give everyone a little preview of what they'll hear today in your episode. Yeah, so um, a little bit of it's going to be about a relationship I had for almost two years while I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it was pretty toxic. And during that time, um, I lost my father. And then a month later after, well, maybe almost two, um, I lost my stepfather. So it was back to back deaths and then a toxic relationship. So it was a lot dumped on me at once um, at 18 years old. I'm 25 now. So just now trying to like get through some of that grieving and um, yeah, I just feel like this is going to be um, a chapter that I can close by doing this. I'm Fallon, and this is the Heartbroken Podcast. Everyone has experienced heartbreak in their life, some more than others. Often, we feel like we're bothering our family or friends when we talk about it. I started this podcast to help those going through heartbreak share their stories. Sometimes it's easier to share with someone they don't know. I hope it's somewhat therapeutic for them. Maybe it gives them some closure. And to those listening, I hope it helps you feel less alone. Thank you for listening to the Heartbroken Podcast. Well, I, I that is so much to fall on someone at 18 years old. And we kind of talked about this in advance, uh, Georgie, that we're going to go back and we're going to start with the relationship first because the relationship uh, kind of starts before the other things begin. So tell me a little bit about yeah, your old so story. I moved to Nashville in 2014. So I was 18. Um, I had a couple mutual friends. Um, so I was just newly, didn't know anyone in this big city. To me, it's big. Um, I'm from Arkansas originally in a really small town. So um, didn't know anyone, had a couple mutual friends. And I met this guy um, through a mutual friend. And you know, it started out just like any relationship, you know, you have your like honeymoon phase and all that and everything seemed great. Um, but I guess it was like, I mean, it really honestly didn't even take long, maybe like a month into it. And then uh, we weren't even dating 
even that long and my dad had passed away. We started dating in June of 2014. So let me back up because now it's just getting confusing. Um, June 2014. Uh, oh gosh, let's see. That's when we started dating. And then later that month, June 29th, my dad passed away. So we were newly dating and he had went back home um, in North Carolina. And that's just when, that's just when it all started. I'm just like, you know, he was playing hard to get and you know, we're going to break up. And I'm like, we have no reason to break up. Like, I don't know. It was just too much. What was he, what was he doing with like playing hard to get? Is he like, you're trying to hang out with him and he's like putting you like blowing you off or not responding to calls and messages. I mean, when we met in Nashville and we started hanging out all the time, like everything was great. You know, I'm like, this guy is so funny. Like I just love guys. I have humor and um, whatever fun. And then he goes home to North Carolina for um, like a summer family vacation trip, which he originally asked me to go on, but I was just like, I'm not ready like to meet family, like, whoa, slow down, whatever. And so um, mm-hmm. he goes home and it just changed all of a sudden. Like, and I know it was only a month in dating, but you know, it was like not, not texting back, not calling. And then um, I don't even, he would just say these things where it was just like, um, just putting me down. Like, I don't, just toxic stuff like we don't need to be together and but he would play I don't well I mean it was just games it was just back and forth he would just keep leading me on he would be like no I don't want you and then no I do want you and then um around that time Mm -hmm. my dad had died and so obviously like I really liked this guy and it was just the person that I was gonna confide in and whatever and I told him like hey my dad just passed away and he was just like oh and don't get me wrong like I didn't expect anyone, especially someone who hasn't lost a parent to like understand even what to say. I mean, I, I still like, I've lost yeah. a parent. I don't even know what to say, but he just didn't care. And um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because when you're, when you lose someone, uh, you when the person you confide in, you would hope to have someone stable and supportive there for you. Not this back and forth yeah. person who's, not seemingly not there for you in any way and so that was going on a lot and um he had come back and I was still living in Arkansas at the time so I was still I was going back and forth to Nashville and he finally was like this is just what was weird because you know he was just playing so hard to get and playing mind games and I would just be like sobbing at night like what is going on like I really want you and I didn't know why I really wanted this guy that's what freaked me out the most I was like why like, obviously, he's already just a crappy person starting out. What is wrong? I guess I like the bad guys. I don't know. But that's what it is, I guess. Yeah. But So he's like, why don't you just come stay um, in Nashville with me? And I was looking into a school there um, to finish up college. And so I was going to transfer. So I was like, okay. So mind you, it's summer. So I'm like, this is perfect summer in Nashville. Like, that's awesome. So much fun. Well, I kept staying longer and longer. And eventually he was like, why don't we just live together? Just move in. So I had to go back to Arkansas and like get all of my things. Um, and we drove back. And by this point, we're like full blown, like, all right, we're girlfriend, boyfriend. It's Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and things are pretty good at this point. That's what I was going to ask. Did it when you became official and he's asking you to move in? Obviously, at this point, he seems a little bit more invested. Yeah, so in you I don't two. know. Like I don't, I don't know what flipped. Like something just changed, 
And so um, we're dating, everything's fine. And I mean, this, I feel like, obviously this feels like forever ago. Um, I think we had gone finally to North Carolina together. I don't know what we were doing, but whatever, we made a trip and we came, we were driving back to um, Nashville and I, something happened. I don't know. He got pissed about something. I don't even know what it was, like a guy or something. I think like mm-hmm. before I'd met him, his cousin had messaged me and I was like, oh, I know of that name. And he was just like, I, I'm not having that, like degrading me. Like, you know, you must be blah, 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 this and that. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, and mind you, we're in the car, like going back to Nashville, there's something we can do. So we're sitting in the car and he's yeah. calling up all his friends. Like, I'm single now, like in front of me. Um, we're going to go oh out. I'm going to sleep with all these girls, blah, blah, blah. Like, let me know, like, you know, when you want to go out when we get home. And um, I remember, and his cousin is was a musician. So it kind of, he made it look like I was a groupie, I guess. And I'm like, okay, not, but I'd never, like, I hadn't met your cousin or anything. So he played it off mm-hmm. like that. And so whatever, he um, called my stepdad at the time. So my stepdad was still alive. And he called him and he was just like, what do you do? What did you do? Because my stepdad um, had a music career growing up and he was signed at Sun Records. And so, I mean, he's been on the road. He's done it all, whatever. So he calls his stepdad in front yeah. of me in the car and is like, well, what do you do about groupies? Like, I'm, I feel like I'm dating one. I feel like I'm dating a whore. And I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, of course, my stepdad, he was very protective over me. Um, my dad respected him because he knew, you know, you're, ta- you're take- help taking care of my daughter. So, And my stepdad was just, like, baffled, just same response you had and was just like, um, I mean, you know, there's stories of my past on the road being a musician that I would never tell Georgie's mom out of respect for her because that was in my past. And, you know, I just don't like the way, like, you're speaking about her. That all blew up we finally get back to Nashville and um we get home and it turns into this huge fight and he goes out I guess and we're still dating at this point nothing really came of it but um in that time my stepfather um had gotten sick and we all just thought it was like the stomach virus and whatever and uh me and him we had a really good relationship um and I was checking on him one day. I'm like, are you good? Like, you're still sick. Like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And so um, just fast forward to like a week now. And he's up late and I was texting him like, I hope you're feeling good. Like, I'm about to go to bed. Like, I always, you know, say goodnight. Me and my mom, we say goodnight every night. We never miss it. (laughs) And so it was the same with him. And um, I told him goodnight. And he was like, I'm just going to like stay up or whatever and just hang out because I just don't feel good. Well, um, I guess I had been out that night and then I came home, talked to him, checked in, whatever. So me and my boyfriend at the time, um, went to bed, woke up and I remember both of our phones just going off and we're like, what is going on? We keep ignoring him, and he finally answers and he goes outside and he's on the phone for a bit. So I get up, wash my face, whatever. And he comes in and he's just like has this look on his face like literally someone just died and I'm like well what happened like what's going on and he's like you need to sit down and I'm like okay and he was like someone died 
and I was like, oh my God, like not my mom. Like I, I cannot do not because like, nope, I can't do it. And he was like, no, not your mom. And at the time my mom was taking care of my grandpa with my stepdad. They had moved in with him to take care of him. So I was like, not that this makes it any better, but I was like, oh, it's my grandpa. Um, you know, he's lived a long life. I know that's how bad, but you know, I understand like it's, I was kind of, you know, not ready for it, but I knew if it happened, you know, it wouldn't be expected. So he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, who the heck could it be? And he's like, your stepdad, he had a massive heart attack last night and in front of my mom. Yeah. Oh. Georgie, you talked about your stepdad. Were you were you closer to your stepdad um, than your dad? So growing up, my parents divorced when I was about five, and um, my dad had um, a problem with alcohol um, and pills. But it was to a point you can never tell. <clears throat> and, I mean, he had his demons, mm. and there were people who knew, and there were people that knew more than me. I shouldn't have known any of that, you know, at a young age. I wouldn't understand it. Um, but there, you know, never – there was never a day that went by that I didn't think my dad, you know, didn't love me or he wasn't a great dad. Cause I know there's people in that situation where, you know, they're like, my dad's a deadbeat dad. He chose that stuff over me and he doesn't come around. Like my dad tried. Um, and with my parents being divorced, it was a lot. And I was going there every other weekend. So we kind of had, we had like a good relationship, but there would be times where, he would, you know, I wouldn't hear from him for a couple months because he was doing bad, but I could always tell when, like, he was doing better because he would call me. Um, but I just, I never, like, you know, I never have held, like, any hate on him for that um, or any regrets in life. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, maybe I should have because no one's going to help someone like that. Um, they have to want to do it themselves, and I shouldn't have to do that with my dad. And I think he would totally agree if he were here today. And so – we had a great, I would say, a great relationship. It was just weird in that sense of I didn't know how to navigate it at a young age because that was going on. Um, but there was never a day that has ever gone by that I've never – I could just feel the love for my dad. Even He's not even here anymore, and I still feel it every single day. Um, but with my stepdad, mm-hmm. we did have a really great relationship, um, like almost like best friends. Like he – I felt like he got me um, – I mean, we joked around all the time, and my mom would be like, "What? What does that even mean?" I'm like, "You wouldn't get it. Like, that's our joke, like that sort of thing." I'm like, "You just stay yeah. over there. Like, we got this." And so, and we both, you know, related with music because he did the whole music thing, and then um, I wanted to do the whole Nashville thing, and he supported it. Um, he wanted me just to go get my business degree. He was like, "You just need to do that just to be safe." And I was like, "No, I want to go full force. Like, I want to do music business and." you really don't have to have a degree for that. But I just really wanted to like study it and know the ins and outs and everything. So um, we just had a really good relationship. So when that happened, um, it just crushed me. I'm like, I have no one to talk to anymore is basically what it was. So. Well, and it happened so close yeah, to each so other, I'm didn't like, it? How in the world? I'm like, I had still hadn't even really processed my dad passing away. I'm, I was just like, it never felt real for a while. And um, then that happened. And I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? And I was 18, had just turned 19 around that time. And I'm like, how? How do I do this? Like, and I'd already moved. And then my mom, uh, that happened to my mom. So my mom changed in a way. Obviously, death changes people. 
So my mom, I mean, she's still her funny mm-hmm. self and whatever, but it changed her. So it's almost like I lost three people back to back to back. Um, yeah. <laughs> Georgie, uh, first of all, I'm so sorry because like you said, you're 18 years old. That is so much. When you lost your stepdad, I mean, I know when you said you lost your dad, your boyfriend just had the most awful reaction and yeah. lack of support. And like you said, it is hard to know the right thing to say, but just being there for someone is a big part of it. Was he better when you Um, lost your stepdad? So the best way I can put him, um, very um, narcissistic person. Um, And so in that time, I feel like, so when that happened, my mom was like, I need to get her home and I couldn't get a flight home. Um, and she didn't want me driving, obviously eight hours home upset. So she had two of her sorority sisters who I've never met before. And they were actually sisters. Um, they were like, we'll, we'll go get her. And we love Nashville. Like we would love to drive there and get her and we'll take care of her. And it was kind of weird to me. Cause I'm like, I don't know who these people are. Like I've only seen them on Facebook, but I was just like, I need, yeah. I have to get home. Like my mom needs me at this point. I didn't care at all about I just put my my feelings aside and I was like I, my mom needs me and so these women <laughs> came and got me and um it was great that sounds weird but they you know they kept a smile on my face and drove me all the way home and they actually stopped halfway and dropped me off with one of my mom's best friends and then she drove me the rest of the way um to Arkansas so um what I was getting at was so that happened so I'm finally home and I mean, the guy I was dating at the time, he um, was working for someone, an artist, a country artist on the road. So it was kind of hard for him to be like, yeah, let's like, I'll take you. So I kind of understood that in a way, but he used it looking back now um, to look good. Basically, like he showed up at the visitation and walked in all like high and mighty, like, yeah, I did a good thing. I was like rubbing it in people's faces. And I didn't know this until after, I mean, probably a year ago, people were like, somehow he got brought up and um, people were just like, oh, like even my family was like, we hate it, especially like we, you know, we'll accept whatever. But when he came in there and just needed like recognition for showing up for something like that, um, it just rubbed people the wrong way. And I didn't think anything of it at the time because obviously I was just all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, my first question was going to be, why wouldn't your boyfriend drive you home? And so you answered that. So now I'm imagining this guy walking in and I'm guessing he's <laughs> dressed the part and like, uh, like instead of, you know, consoling you and your mom, which is yeah. what he should be doing. He's going around talking about all of his achievements. Yeah, basically, and just like, you know, I showed up and um, whatever, and people were like, well, yeah, you, you should show up. That's what normal people do for people you love, whatever. And it, it was just this, like, sh- all for, like, a show. It was just really weird. And, like, now looking back at it, I'm like, it actually, like, it is weird because, like, I don't really remember him, like, ever just being around me. Cause like the guy I'm with now would be like literally like standing in a corner, but like if you need me, I'm right here. Like I'm right here, and he'd keep reminding me, or he'd just like, or I would just sit there and cry, and he'd hold me. Where like this was just weird. Yeah. Like looking back on it, I'm like, where even was he? Probably talking about something about himself. Like I don't know. 
And so mm-hmm. we, um, he drove down and he drove my car down or he drove my car down and, um, it was like a day or two. And he was like, yeah, we really need to like leave. And I'm like, um, I can't leave my mom the day after her husband's funeral. Like, okay. And then, yeah. so, and this is like literally when it all started, um, just the control and the toxic and manipulative, like, you know, well, we, yeah, we really need to go. And, um, your mom would probably, probably doesn't need us, you know, here and all that. And I'm like, what? We're probably bothering her. Like, no, you think my mom needs me. And so me, him getting in my head, um, and I hate this. This is like, I always say I have no regrets in life, but, uh, this is probably one regret was leaving my mom. Um, I left mm-hmm. and we went back to So he convinced you or guilted yeah, you basically into leaving. He comments of just, we need to go. And so I did. And um, that's when it was just, it got worse in our relationship. Um, I wasn't allowed to, if I, obviously you, you grieve after you lose someone. And I still was like, didn't know how to do it. And there is no way to grieve now that I'm 25 and um, I still do it every day. Um, there is no way right way to grieve you just do it and it comes in waves and everyone's different and so Mm -hmm. that was the case for me I was starting school and then he became um toxic and it became abusive just verbally emotionally and physically and um I would there would be times I'd be grieving crying and he'd like you cannot be crying right now like people are looking like they're going to think it's me. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I do not care because they don't know what I'm going through, like, at all. And um, it just became a point where if he were attacking me for something, like an argument we got in, like, he just flipped a switch and was just like, you don't have your dad here to protect you anymore. Um, he's dead. Your, um, your stepfather, he's dead. He's in the ground. He, no, you have no men in your life to protect you from me. And he just constantly was like, oh, yeah, where's your dad? Who are you going to call now? And it was just constantly that, like, just. What was his point of that? Like, what what do you think his, knowing him, what was the point of him saying that to you? I still to this day have no idea. I, all I can think was that um, I, he got me to my lowest point where I thought everything was my fault. And it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, going back to the car ride, um, when he's calling people, I just think of like how immature it just it sounds like it's out of a movie, just like such an immature scene to call people and say, We're going out and we're going to hook up with all these girls. It's almost embarrassing. Uh, I would say it was embarrassing that that made you feel like you were so cool. And I don't want to dig up all of these things if you don't feel comfortable talking about them, but you expressed. I mean, he was very mentally Mm -hmm. abusive to you. Obviously, you've explained some of the things with your dad. What are some of, like, do you have, like, a story example? Is it, like, you trying to do something and him physically putting you down, um, like, uh, putting down your intelligence, Um, all the above? Yeah. Probably just all the above. And, I mean, it even got to the point where, like, there were like a certain group of girls in Nashville that were always out and um, we always ran into them and we'd come home and he'd be like, you need to look like this girl, you know, you need to, 
you need to have the whole fake boobs and whatever. And there's nothing wrong like with that. I don't care if anyone does that, but it was just the fact that it's like, I'm not good enough. Like I need to look like that. Like, this is what you get. Sorry. I don't know like what else to do <laughs> or say. Did you feel like he was faithful to you or do you feel like he was seeing um, those No, those he women? absolutely was not. I caught him. He admitted it first before he finally admitted it to me and for once and this sounds so bad but I was like wow like I feel like I have the upper hand now and that I haven't in a relationship should never be who has the upper hand it should just be equal you're on the same page there should be none of this control thing so that's just how bad it was so I was just like wow like now I can ignore you if I want to because you did this and so it became that and you know he finally he kept going back home to North Carolina a lot and I had, there were several instances where people would be like, he is not faithful to you outside of, like, he goes out. Because I eventually just stopped going out with him because it was just always something. He would always find something to get mad about and scream about. So I stopped going out. So I'd stay home. And um, the guy I'm with now actually <laughs> um, has seen it multiple times. Um, and he was just like, what in the world? Like, your girlfriend's at home asleep and like you're literally in the y'all's parking lot of your apartment complex because he was going to get in his truck to leave and he was like you're literally just gonna do this here okay and your girlfriend is upstairs so um he I don't know he it was just not I don't even know why he stayed honestly I still don't know (laughs) why and then so he admitted it and then um my roommate at the time who was roommates with me and then the guy uh, she was just like, I have, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling. And she was like, I know you probably don't want to do this, but like, maybe we should like make a fake <laughs> profile. And I'm like, okay, like don't need to look like the bad person here, but okay, we'll, we'll see. So I'm like, okay, I yeah. feel like let's do it. <laughs> and um, so, and it, oh my God, all it took was one little, like, what's your Snapchat? And he told me he had deleted Snapchat. So He's like, I have Snapchat. And then he was sending nude pics to Snapchat. And I was like, okay, uh, we're done. And he's like, yeah, I don't have a girlfriend. Well, you do. It's me. But <laughs> yeah. And if he was that easily sending photos to that per- fake account, yeah. then you knew that that must have been happening. Yeah, right. And, and right. I found pictures like newly when we were first dating and I was just like you know maybe that's from like when we weren't dating and he just still has them in his phone but whatever it was just so toxic that's the thing is like that's how a relationship shouldn't be going through phones and I've just learned all of that now and I it's just all of it I'm not saying I was perfect at all in that relationship either because I wasn't um but it just was a lot of his actions and how he was where it was, everything was just unhealthy and it made me want to snoop and want to be like, what, what is going on? And so, um, when I found that me and my roommate did that and she was like, I'll just say, you know, I'll do it. So like, it's not physically like you're holding the phone and you're doing it. Like she was typing everything and she's like, here, look, like, I know you don't want to see this, but you need to see it. And so, um, whatever that happened. And that was like December, 2000 ooh, I want to say 15 I guess and um my friends were like let's go out and so I was like okay 
um, and they were just, it's almost like they planned this because we went out to eat and we were sitting at a round table and they were all just like, um, where is he? And um, he was in North Carolina still, always going back. And that's, he would not talk to me and like, you know, not answer texts. Oh, my phone's dying, but I'm out right now. So I'll just talk to you tomorrow. Just that kind of stuff. Yeah. And of so course. they were like, where is he? Whatever. And then I had another friend um, who works for a country artist and he was like, well, Try, I, he has a show in North Carolina this weekend. Like, you can come. Like, I will help you. Like, show. I'll tell him to come to the show, and then like you can literally see him cheating on you because we all know. Like, you just need better. And I'm like, okay, we don't need to do all that because I'm pretty sure I have all my proof that I need. And it's almost like they had like an interview yeah. with me. <laughs> and you yeah. deserve so much better. Um, you've been through a lot, and it's you. You you just need to get better. Like you're just not good right now, like mentally, emotionally, like you've gone through a lot. And then this is just super unhealthy. And so that is the night that I broke up with him because he pulled the whole, like, I'm not, I'm out right now. And my, yeah, my phone's dying. It was like, always that. And I'm like, you know what? No, we're done. Um, yeah. And wow. I blocked. How did he handle I, it? I think he was just kind of like, huh? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. I was, it was kind of really short. Like I don't need someone who, makes me feel this way. Like I'm done, honestly, just feeling this way. It's, I don't even care about anything else anymore that's happened. Like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. So I'm going to leave. And so I blocked him, um, immediately on their, uh, phone and then Instagram, Facebook, you know, every social media platform I could think of. And he's been blocked ever since. Has he found a way to reach out to you outside of that? Yes, or have you run into in him? Nashville, I w- <laughs> Sorry, mom. I had a fake ID and um, I wasn't 21 at the time. I was 20 at this point. And um, we were going out and he used to get me in all the bars and he was like 25, 26, I guess, probably at that time. And um, it was no big deal. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll just go out now without him. Well, I, I ran into him. And of course, that's when he was like getting me kicked out of bars and blah, blah, blah just petty stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. Whatever. If that's how you want to like <clears throat> one up and have the control. Okay. But I finally just decided like, yep. I cannot make everyday decisions based on him and scared of him. Because at that point I was scared of what he's going to do next. Like he was that toxic. He would just make me look like the bad one. Like he told everyone he broke up with me. But it's like, I had heck. <laughs> That's how it goes. Well, that continues yeah. on with his maturity. And he was, you know, oh, and he was calling everyone, like, I'm single, blah, blah, blah. And, like, we had a lot of mutual friends, so they were, like, calling. Like, you know, he's telling everyone he's single and ready to go out. And I'm like, good, as long as it's not me anymore. <laughs> like, I don't care. And so um, he went out, and then um, I kind of just slowed down and stopped going out, just, like, take a break and, you know, just stay home, do me, figure that out. I was about to um, graduate college, so I was like, whatever, I can drink at home if I want. And so, um, I think my mom had come up for something. She came up to Nashville and, um, the guy I'm with at the time or the guy I'm right now that I'm with, um, we see, there's just so much to this story. (laughs) They were friends, but it's not like that. Um, at all. I always called my ex's friends that came around friends of the month because none of these guys stayed more than a month because they all caught on to how he was and like in public was like 
yeah, I'm so-and-so and like just thought he was so cool and like genuine nice people are just mm-hmm. like, ooh, no. So the guy that yeah. I'm with right now, he disappeared <laughs> too. He was a friend of the month. And when I met him, um, he was just so nice, whatever. And I was joking to my roommate at the time because I was just like, I mean, he's pretty cute. And <laughs> X was like, I don't want yeah. you to meet this guy because I just know like he's your type. They were working together um, at this road case company. And he was like, he wants to come out like Sunday fun day. And he's like, I don't want, um, I don't know if you should meet him. Cause I just like, he was really like insecure in that way. And like admitted it, like, I don't want you to meet him. Cause I think you're really going to like him, but I know like you wouldn't overstep that. Obviously I would never like go and cheat or anything like that. I'm respectful. And so he, yeah. um, came out, met him, whatever. He starts coming around for a month and, uh, me and my roommate were just like, Mm-hmm, like he's cute and she was like you know be quiet because the guy was at the time he'll hear that and then we'll have to go home and all be in a screaming argument over it because he was just really insecure in that way and um whatever that night with my roommate I was like I know this sounds really weird I was like I'm gonna marry that guy and she's like shut up like he's gonna hear you and like <laughs> he's gonna go off on you and then that guy's gonna think you're weird for saying that and I was like no I'm gonna marry him and he she was just like just stop like you've been drinking like stop so whatever, the guy I'm with now disappears um, for the month, and um, he we needed someone to move us, me and my ex, to a different apartment, and he was like, we need someone with a truck, so he calls the guy I'm with now. I'll just say his name, Brandon, <laughs> and um, I don't care, <laughs> and um, so we call him. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'll come help you move. He's like the only guy in Nashville with a truck. So he comes, helps us move. We never see him again, really. I saw him again right before I had broken up with my ex. And I stepped, like, I was like dead stop in my tracks. Like, whoa, there's that guy. I forgot about him. (laughs) And then, um, anyway, so I broke up with my ex. And then I went home for Christmas. And my mom's like, you've got to get out. You need to leave here early to go back to Nashville. Get your stuff out. So I posted on Facebook. I need help moving my couch because that's the only thing I had with me was my couch clothes and my dog. And he commented, Brandon, and was like, I'll help you. I've already like, I've done it before. I'll just do it again. And um, so I was like, okay. So I private messaged him, deleted that in, in case someone sent it to my ex because he would make sense of it. And okay. um, he was like, okay, I'm, he is from Minnesota. So he's like, I'll come back a day early and um, I'll help you. And so he comes back. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. And he helps me move my couch. And we have been together every day since then. So there's a positive. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, that worked out. But I want to ask you, you know, I, I know we're getting close to wrapping up, but I want to ask you when you've been in a relationship like that, that's so, I mean, you said you got to your lowest low and someone uh-huh. beat you down pretty good. How did you feel? in addition to finding love and finding someone who actually was a, is a good partner, that's a start. What else have you found, uh, to help yourself that helped you get back to the person maybe you were prior to that um, relationship? Yeah, that was probably to the hardest thing. Cause I knew I would, uh, never be the same person, but I was like, there has to be a way, like I, I have to get through all this. Um, and so really it just took me leaving finally because everyone was just like why did you even stay and it's easier to 
say that when you're not going through something like that. Um, it's really hard to leave. Um, and it was, <laughs> I finally left. And then, uh-huh. um, I didn't mean, I did really didn't want to jump into another relationship, but, um, it's almost, I kind of say like, um, Brandon was like the light at the end of my long, dark tunnel that I went through after losing my two dads. And then this toxic relationship where he just was there with arms wide open and he had just been through it all with me. And he lets me grieve. Like I probably have grieved more over my father's now than I got to when it actually happened. And I think that's helped me too to just realize like, all right, you got, you know, you got to get through the motions and, um, it can get better. Um, and a lot of like, you are good enough because I, you know, you bring that in the next, after all that, you will bring that into the next relationship. And there has been times where I'm just like, he's not him. Um, so you just Mm -hmm. have to like mentally, um, just, push yourself, remind yourself every day and just let yourself feel all the emotions and get through it. I mean, that's really, and I will say Brandon too, he's just been a really big support system. I mean, he's been there for me, but he also like steps back and just lets me. Sometimes I'm like, I say, I'm like crazy because I, I do, I feel crazy <laughs> whenever I feel all these emotions yeah. all at once, but it's just because I didn't get to really feel them then because I was told not to. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, you said it earlier too. It, it comes in waves, and you can't control when something it'll it'll hit you. And I'm really thankful you found that light at the end of that dark tunnel because that does sound like a, I mean, just what a like what a relationship to be in. I'm I'm so happy that you found your yes, way out of that. Me too. And now I am getting married. Like I said, I was going to marry this guy. We are engaged. So. Thank you. Congrats. (laughs) So it's all, it all kind of works out. Um, I just feel like um, I'm a religious person. So I just kind of feel like um, God, I went through all of that and God was just like, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. I was a lot of, he put me through a lot of back to back pain, but he knew I could do it. Um, And I've come out so much stronger. And um, I hope that I can use this story as like a testimony too, you know, for people that have just gone through loss and then toxic relationships whatever with whoever um yeah yeah well I really want to thank you for sharing your story today Georgie Uh, I know a lot of people will feel maybe they'll maybe they've been through something similar maybe they've been through one portion of the story and uh, you know and or not the other but I think people will find something very relatable in your story and I want to thank you for taking the time to share it today for having me You're very welcome. And thank you so much for listening to the Heartbroken Podcast.